it's just a tough situation to be in, right? It's like, and like, what does this say? At the end of the day, strip away your, your personal opinions, all this. What this says to me is that wages have not caught up to the standard of living. And that's it, right? Episode 10. Back to back. We back. We in it again. We in it again. Skirt. <laughs> so what people don't know is we like rap before the podcast. Yeah, starts. yeah. <laughs> yes. like, we got to do a behind the scenes. Yeah, it's like a pre-podcast where we just, you know, we want to be rappers. So we we got to be rappers. Try. We always talk about what we're going to say when we open it up. Just kidding. We already know what we're going to say. We back. Hey. We're opening up the exact same way each time. But man. And you had a birthday, my guy. I had a birthday, man. Tell the people. Oh, man. Jeez. Like Magic City or what? Yeah. No. You're going to have to bleep that one out. Someone's like Googling Magic No, City. I did not go to Magic City for my birthday. But... I did have a great time. I got an air fryer. My girlfriend got me an air fryer, which is like amazing. I'm super fired up. And in fact, after fired this up. episode, I'm going to make some chicken. First time use. I'm really pumped up. Yes, sir. But man, it's uh, it's crazy. I feel like birthdays to me now are, you know, so minuscule in the grand scheme of everything. Like I don't. I don't what do you mean? I just don't really pay attention to them. Like it's like, man, I forgot what day my birthday was on this year. <laughs> I didn't forget like it was on the 26th, but yeah, like. Yeah. The, the day of the week. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I forgot. Like, oh, yeah, it's my birthday next week. You yeah. Know? Meanwhile, the people around you make it a bigger deal. Yeah. Like, but, yeah, like, yeah. you know what? I, I love it. Like, yeah, you know, of course. It was, it was you got like, the one day where you can be selfish. Then I can do, yeah, get whatever I want, do what I want. Like, you know, have fun. Mm-hmm. Went golfing. Uh, had that party on Saturday. That was a ton of fun. Yeah, it was good. It was the craziest thing because, like, there's so many of my friends different groups of friends kind of interacting with each other and I was like, all right, this is a vibe. Yeah. And it wasn't like one of those ones where like maybe you get a couple people who like just didn't fit the bill. But like this room was like everyone every, everybody was yeah. like chilling and talking, which uh I appreciated. But and you got me you hooked it up with a douche. I'm fine. I have to drink some of that on this episode hey. right now. <laughs> I got quite the collection, man. Yeah, I was gonna say Malik's a drinker out here. Yeah, it's it's kinda nice. But man, that's uh 31 and having fun is what I say. You know? Drop the age on the podcast. Yeah, you know, with, uh, you know, age comes uh, wisdom. <laughs> what I say. So what are you saying? What's what's new with you? Uh, yeah, I mean, the party on Saturday was dope. I also want to shout out my... So I, I did a picnic flex yesterday using right. my friend's business. It's called Picnics TO. Check that, check that out yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, i that pop up on your Yeah, story. it's legit, right? So if you guys want to do a picnic this summer, just, like, hit up that account. She will literally bring you a basket full of games, fruit, sandwiches, a blanket, anything you could possibly need for a picnic. And she delivers it to you and takes the basket back. So got to plug her. And that was a lot of fun. I did that on Sunday. Damn, dude. This is, this is a paid partnership. Yeah. This is a beginning of a paid partnership. We got to start throwing. Who, who's your friend? Who did it? Alyssa. Alyssa. Yeah. If you're listening to this, uh, we'll throw business be. cards in uh, the, the baskets as collateral for, for this episode. Hey, hey so, man, you're on to something. Let's just put phones in there we'll with phone. the podcast yeah. downloaded. Yeah, with yeah. Spotify playing. Yeah. And Apple, yeah, whatever you know, they want to use. Alyssa, get in contact with this girl. <laughs> and think, supply the phones. And and like, <laughs> and you, yeah, you supply the phones and the picnic stuff, and we'll be there. There we go. But let's get it. Let's jump right in. We got a bunch of topic, we do. topics to go through today. I'm let's fired up. All right. So I was reading this um, in my email today, just like a newsletter, but Pepsi... Wait, you read email? Like man. you legitimately read emails that come in you? Yeah. That, like, aren't I was talking to someone and they, they don't read their emails at all. I never read my emails. What if you I, have like... My personal one? Well, I, I, I mean like I, 
I see the spam come okay, through okay, all the okay. time, but like people rarely actually ever email me. Yeah, like, yeah. So you don't like people. have newsletters or stuff like that you subscribe to? I have a ton, but I just don't. don't, I don't read them. Them. No, I don't check them. Like what? Anyways, anyways. <laughs> We're very different on the podcast here, but um, yeah, it's like a, a business newsletter, whatever. But Pepsi basically has dropped out as the presenting sponsor for the Super Bowl halftime show. Damn, you know, what are we so, going to do now? Yeah, what are we going to do? No Pepsi, no Super Bowl. <laughs> no Super Bowl. So basically, I was looking into it. I didn't even, like, we can talk about it, but I don't even realize who the sponsor was for halftime shows. Maybe people do, but I just never really thought about it. I recognize you it. You recognize it? Yeah. Okay. It's like, so you I'm, recognize for the past 10 years it's been Pepsi? Not the te- last okay. 10 years, probably the last, like, maybe year and last a half, year, two years. Maybe, yeah. Because they'll shove it in your face every two seconds. <laughs> and they have to say it every time. Yeah, Pepsi, Pepsi has yeah. on a show. Yeah. It's a pretty big investment. Like, that's, like, a huge partnership. So the reporting, it was, like, a $1 billion, a $2 billion investment over yeah. 10 years. Over 10 years. Over 10 years. That was 2012, to, so it expired this year, and they didn't renew it, basically. Um so, I mean, you can speculate on why they did and all of that, but I feel like they kind of got what they needed out of it. Um, I also just wonder, like, because I couldn't remember that Pepsi was associated with the halftime show. It makes me think, how much does it benefit them? Is it $2 billion worth of, like, conversation earned over the media. last 10 years and earned media? Yeah, it's like, you know, with having work in partnerships and yeah, working right. in partnerships right now, True. it's like... I don't know. That's like a very that's a marquee asset, right? Because like you get so much of you know, sponsor media value because yeah. like you have to mention it every single time, even if you're not seeing it. They have the logo on screen all the all time. The time. Yeah. It probably pays for a lot of the artists that come through. Like the budget for for that is like paid through by Pepsi, likely. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's like, man, it's it's a good it's like huge. it's a good look. Yeah, it's a great, great look, look if you're if you're like a big brand and looking to have like. Uh, like a presence like I would say it's probably like the most uh, it's a significant investment mm-hmm. but I would say it's like probably one of the the better assets to get if you're if not the best asset to get if you're like a sponsor who like wants like just brand awareness just or something brand awareness, yeah. probably cheaper than doing a commercial every single one of those years like specific to the Interesting. Super Bowl. Maybe, you know? yeah. It's like, but I'm sure Pepsi ran several commercials. They also probably, did the commercials, but they I'm have sh- the money to do this. I'm sure so. like the, the sponsored, like the the partnership probably includes like airtime for TV spots For a TV well, spot, right? right. So yeah. it's like you get a full, it's not just like naming rights, it's like a full package and everything. And to be honest, they probably just aired commercials that they already had, like that one with like the ice. with like the, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like low lift, High expense, decent return for brand awareness, probably. Yeah, it doesn't uh, hurt them. Also, like Pepsi is a billion dollar corporation. Yeah, it's like it, so. it could be McDonald's, it could be Coke, it could be Pepsi. That's what I wonder. Pepsi, it's it like who's be, in next? Yeah, <laughs> well, like, Coca Cola. Yeah, you got to think. Probably like Crypto.com or something. I was literally like that. thinking that. You know, there's only t- maybe ten companies that it could be. Yeah, you know, so it's like the madness. <laughs> Yeah, the Mad Mix is up next. That's a <laughs> earned media value. Hey, whoever, hey, two billion, whoever the, the lead person is on partnerships for the NFL, yeah. I'm just saying, man, if you yeah. want to do a good deed, toss us in there. Hey, man, watch it be Burger King or some shit. Dude, I'd if it's like, Burger King, they're going to be like, you know, fuck y'all can't the gonna, Burger King's going to listen to this podcast so much that they're going to come up with an anti-Mad Mix campaign called like the... <laughs> The glad mix the or glad something mix. like that, and the it's all like good things about Burger King. It's <laughs> it's you know propaganda here, you know. But I feel like I don't know. It's it's an interesting package 
that uh, Pepsi would have gotten out of that. And I think yeah, it's probably returned on, on a lot of their, like, what they were hoping for. Yeah, I think they were saying they want to divert their focus to, like, smaller efforts kind of moving forward, like, yeah. not having that kind of big association um, and step more into, like, the, the music space. Because they did the halftime show, which means they're connected with, like, the artists that, yeah. you know, are included. But... Yeah, it's just, it was just interesting. And then I thought, like, who would be next? Like, Coca-Cola, would that just logically, like, happen right after Pepsi? It's, yeah, I mean... It's, Crypto.com, who knows? Yeah, I mean, if crypto is still a thing a year from now, we'll see. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point. Because only, like, those big brands could like, do it. Five, and, like, I said 10, maybe there's, like, five. That yeah, could do it and it's, like, or. thinking about the, the, the sell job behind that, too. Like, if you... Okay, so now that asset mm-hmm. the halftime show is now open so one like what are you going to charge for it if yeah. it's two billion dollars like over 10 years like if that contract or deal was signed 10 years ago yeah yeah that's in like that's like what like 2012 or something like 2012 that. thinking about how much that's worth you have to like look at the the media evaluations it's probably not gonna be like that much more probably like two well, it's interesting though dollars. like i was i was reading and they're saying uh, reportedly the nfl is looking for upwards of 50 million dollars per year from a new halftime sponsor every year which would be insane because that'd only be $500 million for 10 years. Yeah. Rather than the one for Pepsi was reportedly $2 billion. So it's like, is that asset like dropping? Yeah. Well, you know, like, I wouldn't speculation. So you can't really. You yeah. Can't really well, it's like it much, opens up the opportunity to be able to sell to multiple partners. Then, yeah. Right? And oh, like, that's yeah, true. And that's prospecting and like different categories and whatnot. So it's like, yeah. you have that perspective where it's like you can probably make more money in some years than others right yeah like yeah. a 10 year commitment is like a really long time and it's sick to have somebody like locked in for that long but, but they that probably won't get that but yeah that probably prevents a lot of people especially coming out of the pandemic where like marketing dollars are being pulled back pulled back pulled back yeah to yeah. the point of not being able to actually like do big sponsorships and everything like you know the halftime show mm-hmm. it's probably a budget move but also to your point their point shifting focus to uh you know probably more local efforts where they're like probably seeing a lot more return on investment in terms of like trial and engagement of like your product but i don't know it's interesting like this is this is my my it's all yeah it's all speculation sponsorships all day yeah for a living and you know it'll be interesting to see how they you know who they sell it to, what the deal is. Like we'll see. Maybe we throw with. up a little uh, poll or something like that. See who do pe- you see want? What people think you know. Yeah. Who do you want the halftime sponsor to be? Do you want it to be anybody? Do you yeah, want it to be open? Unsponsored. Yeah. Unsponsored. Well, it's like it's hard too, right? Because like once that asset has been like monetized, yeah. commercialized, whatever it is, um, they need us. Yeah. They need well, you have to you have to have somebody on it because then you just lose out on potential like revenue. All right? that money. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which is like. Such as, you know, such as like, yeah, they'll, they'll survive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they'll be all right. But hey, we'll, uh, we'll announce once that actually comes out to see who the sponsor is. We might is, toss in our bid to, to see if we can uh, get. Uh, hey, I, I, you know, we're good for 50 million a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, trust yeah. us on that. That's we'll, the thing, man. We'll get back to you, you know? Yeah, in, send us the invoice. <laughs> yes, that's it. In Doc's name. In my, in my email. Cause yeah, like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, let's move on here. So I was reading this article on our favorite website, uh, LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> love LinkedIn. Shout out oh to LinkedIn, God. man. So it's basically saying almost half of Gen Z and millennials live paycheck to paycheck. I believe that. Doom, doom, doom. Right. So that. it was a survey conducted by Deloitte worldwide. Um, 14,000 people in Gen Z, almost 9,000 pe- millennials. 
Um, and basically, they found that almost 50%, so 46 and 47 respectively, um, of those groups said they live paycheck to paycheck, and they're regularly, they're regularly worried they won't be able to cover expenses. So they're often having to have a second job. They don't have enough money for retirement, and that's one of their biggest worries. It doesn't sound surprising to me. What about you? you I mean, it definitely doesn't surprise me. I feel like, you know, think about your first job, like what you made. Like one, like you kind of have to like understand like the the makeup of that demo that they did the study on. That's Yeah, that's where it's interesting because the millennials, like at this point, the youngest millennial is 26, 27. So they've had their first job already and they still have these concerns. Yeah. Right. So the but, Gen Z, I understand. And I almost think they shouldn't have even spoke with them. Cause yeah. Yeah. Because 2003, like what? Like, yeah. Like, how old are you? Yeah. I don't, I don't can't do that. Three or what? Like 20, 21? Yeah. 20, 21. Yeah. 21. 19. 19. 19. Definitely. We don't do math on the bad mix <laughs> yeah. here. We talk about important issues. Well, you're 19. So obviously you're living paycheck. So I, sure. I want to discount the Gen Z. It doesn't really make sense for the conversation. Yeah. But like, think about. Like, even for the older millennials, like, yeah, yeah. you know, from 26 to 30 years old, you're probably, like, just finished school or, like, finished a master's or something like that. You probably have a shit ton of debt, in Canada at least. Yeah, yeah. You probably have a shit ton of debt that you're carrying over, having to work through. Factor that into, like, the cost of living, especially in, like, big, you know, metropolitan cities, cities yeah, yeah. like Toronto. Yep. Or, uh, Montreal is, like, pretty decent, affordable rent, but Vancouver, Toronto... Some and this is worldwide too, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. And like think know. of like some of the like New York City, Miami, like the big like hubs for like industry. Yeah. I totally buy that. And like it's it's really shitty because it's like I feel like wages certainly haven't caught up to the standard of living. No. And that's always been like uh, an issue, right? That's always been like the, the tough part where people don't actually get the opportunity to be able to put themselves ahead of the game, save money. Um, and it's, you know, we're going to get some old heads or some bullshit, somebody listening to this being like, oh, like just save, save your money and work harder. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like, everything costs more money right now. I like, agree. You can save money in, in some increments, yeah. but it's like, if you like, people always look at like the, the bare necessities. It's like, are you eating? Are you able to have water? Are you able to like put a roof over your head? And that's it. It's like, well, life's a little bit more complex course, than that. And everybody yeah. has a unique situation that. They you might know, have people they have to support, yeah, all of that. To, to if you have kids, or, think about it. Yeah, if you have if you have kids and like people are gonna say, Well, just don't have kids, they're like, Okay, well, like this is just literally us yeah. saying capitalism will, you know, be the end of people's lives, right? Like Yeah. I, I almost wish they would um make it a bit more granular because like when you say what do they have here? Nineteen eighty three to nineteen ninety four, right? Like very different stages of life. Nineteen eighty three my math, they're almost 40. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 39, right? Um, that's, that's very, I want to see, like, what's the distribution there? Like, are the folks that are in their late 30s also saying that they're living paycheck to paycheck? I would kind of assume that it would be mostly the folks in their late 20s yeah. that are, you know, representing that kind of um, mindset or, or current life situation. But it's just a tough situation. It's tough. To be in, it's tough. Right? It's yeah. like, and like, what does this say? At the end of the day, strip away your, your personal opinions, all this. Yeah. What this says to me is that wages have not caught up to the standard of living. And that's it. 100%. Right? That we're, that, 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 there's a problem right now. There's, a, there's a big problem with like... Yeah, having to get a second job. And it's weird how like normalized that is. Like I know you're not on Twitter, but 
just this like hustle culture of like you need five to seven incomes, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. in case one falls short, you got to have the, the other one ready to go. And it's like, why? It's like, I'd rather just do one job that is worth the it's same even. salary <laughs> of those two, though. Right? Yeah, you know, but it's like this need to constantly work and constantly have things going and everyone has to be an entrepreneur and you have to have all these other streams ready. If you want to be a millionaire, sure, that's different. But like for me to just have a regular life, like why should I have to... Have yeah. a second or third job. Se- second or third job, like yeah. it just does, that or just first, doesn't make any sense. Joke, joke. Like you know, yeah. And I'm I know people who like worked in advertising and had to work a second job on the side. Yeah, because yeah, they, of couldn't, course. they couldn't afford it based on their their salary, which yeah. is like that's fucking embarrassing for this industry, bro. Mm-hmm. Like that you have to advertising have a is like is a dude. <laughs> I, don't get me going on this because it's like. You, you're overworked, you're underpaid, and it's like the margin, is like the spectrum is just like so, so crazy. Like the only way to make like decent money in advertising is if you just like grind it out, stick it out, and then like get to like be like a, you know, a, a VP or something like that of where hack agency. Here's what I will say though. Is no disrespect. That, you know, you know, but like I feel like most people in advertising are not living paycheck to paycheck, you know. Uh, well, starting out, yes, but yeah. like this is... You know, we can talk shit about the industry, but it's still a pretty high-paying job in comparison to working retail or working definitely you know, as a social worker, even where they should be the highest-paid profession, highest paid, yeah. or like nurses and all of that. Where I'd actually believe that they'd be paycheck to paycheck. Teachers, teachers are like, another one. You it's know, like, it's yeah, like y'all should be earning the most of any profession Facts. ever. Facts. <laughs> but you're earning the least, right? And yeah. it's 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 rough out here, man, because. Yeah, I mean, like, for, I even find myself doing it, too. Like, I'll complain about wanting more money in tech and all that. But then you got to remember, like, put it into perspective of you're making way more than the average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, if you, like, your wages become a problem if you, like, can't support yourself on your own. Yeah, right? 100%. But if, like, if you, if you can do that and you can, like, support yourself, live, a, like, a comfortable life making the wages you have, then, like, that's a that's almost a bonus in today's day and age. It's a if you're not living paycheck to paycheck, it's a blessing. Yeah, it's a privilege. Yeah, it's a privilege. Because it's um, like yeah, and like people will be like, "Well, I work to get here." It's like yeah, like shut up. Yeah, dad on this agency, <laughs> this guy, and like you know. Man, I think I was reading a stat last year where it's like forty percent of Americans are one missed paycheck away from um, like poverty or poverty. Yeah, yeah, being like almost homeless, pretty much. And I'm like. I buy that, dude. America's like the most. I know, but that's insane to think about. Like, you could get injured, something could just happen. If if I broke my leg in the States, I'd be like, oh, man, like, like, there goes my life savings. Literally. You know, that to me is just the the most insane thing. Like, we don't need to get into that too too far. We're not going to solve the problem. We'll have to, you'll have to figure that one out. But it's like, you'll have to figure that one out. But it's like, it's stuff like that where you like look at the grand scheme of things. You're like, why is this? Why is it a thing? Why can't people just afford to like live or, or comfortably and support the people that they love with their paycheck? Yeah, I like guess that's like a bare minimum. It's man. a bare minimum, it's, man. Like, Basic straight. requirements. But like, I don't know. This this next topic here kind of like feeds into that. Um, but I, it's crazy that this is actually like quite timely. But I just saw an article on our favorite website, LinkedIn. Yeah, our shout favorite out to LinkedIn. Social media platform, LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, and I saw a headline. It said Microsoft doubles its budget for employee salaries to address inflation and retain talent. I'm like, 
Okay, like Microsoft is. I'll, I'll say this. Like, I'm a pessimistic person. I'll say, <laughs> I'll say this. Like, stores like this are gonna come out more and more. Where like it's like, oh yeah, like we're we're doing the right thing. We are, you know, you know, supporting our employees and stuff like that. Like, shout out to Microsoft because I think that's great because they recognize that this problem exists in every industry. This is an issue. They're not going to be able to get people to work for them long term if they don't like to support their employees, which is just like yeah. a basic fundamental stat that, you know, uh, is often ignored. Um, but they're going to get a lot of like love for this. And I appreciate that because it's like they are doing the right they thing. They set the tone for others. Yeah. But yeah. it's like, man, I don't want to see any other places come out with stuff like this and be like, we're doing the right thing. We are improving. Like, you know, like, well, because it's just like, expected. yeah, just, just make just it happen. Do it. Yeah, just yeah, just yeah. do it. Just yeah, but it's it. PR, right? For sure. You know? For um, sure. It's advertising. Yeah. I but mean, like, yeah. Microsoft's like a respectable company. Like, I work for Microsoft. 100%. And this attracts people, right? Like, even with Airbnb announcing you can work remote forever, um, regardless, no, no matter where you are, that you're going to be able to re- work remote they had 800,000 new applications in like a week yeah 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 <laughs> like, it's, it was crazy you know what I mean so Microsoft you can bet they're hitting that career page heavy right now yeah, like, yeah oh yeah. y'all have more money okay yeah, and like, I'm gonna ask for it because I know you have it well it's just it's, you know? it's important to like just take a step back and like you know you see like there's a, the the pay gap is a is a thing between like usually like white men and then everybody else. Yeah, everybody. I was <laughs> like, how are you going to say every, this? Every other reason. <laughs> um, respectfully. Uh, disrespectfully. Disrespectfully. Yeah. Um, but when you think about, like, every company that I've worked for has this exact same kind of, like, issue or struggle where it's, like, there's a gap in, like, what this person makes versus what this person makes. Or, okay. And for, like, right. the same level. It's shit like this that, you know, you can finally equalize, like, a few things. I think it's, like, all the data is there the people are talking about it. It's the writings on the wall. Just do the thing that's gonna like make sure that like you're benefiting the people. What's the worst case that could happen? Yeah. Like someone gets a raise and it's like, nice. Okay, I'm leaving now. <laughs> like I got you. I got you to do it. See ya. <laughs> yeah. Didn't like, even you know? catch the raise yet. Just leaving. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, to me, it's like it seems like it's such a minuscule issue. But um, my question here. Is like, do more companies need to evaluate their current budgeting sure. structures like Microsoft uh, sure. as it pertains to people? I yeah. think it's an obvious yes. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> what I hate is just like, in any industry, any no matter who I've spoken to, they all agree. It's like, you get more money when you leave. Yeah. They spend more money on attracting new talent than retaining. This is a problem in every single industry known to person. Yeah. Like, this is, <laughs> this is the most common... And it's, I don't, because it's so prevalent, I don't know why people aren't changing it. Yeah. Like retaining talent, why the hell would you not throw all the money you possibly can to keep your good people? You know, they're good for the culture. They understand the work. You know how expensive it is to hire new people too? Yeah. What am I missing? Yeah. You know, why isn't this just an easy thing? Yeah. It's like, well, we need to, we don't want to like pay more for talent. It's like, but like in the long run, you actually are paying paying more. more anyways. Yeah. And they don't give you a raise until you like ask for one. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, bro, what is going on? Yeah. So I I like that I'm like I like that I'm seeing this from Microsoft because they can set the tone. Like if you're the first one to kind of do it, good. And now everyone can follow whether they want to make it public or not. Yeah. Um, they're definitely gonna make. They're it gonna public. make it public, right? But yeah, yeah, I want to see more companies doing this. That's like the like I remember I saw someone on LinkedIn. I think I shared it with this group. Yeah. It was like some like 
some woman on LinkedIn making a post about like uh, she was like an HR leader or HR like you know worked in HR for like twenty five years something like that Yikes. still works in it and she's like made just made a clickbait title and it's like put the pay put the salary oh, right. in the job description and I'm like like. Do, you're you're the one who can control oh, it. Like you're the HR manager. That's just an HR. That that's literally what your job is. Like it's like you know. But like yeah. people are like yeah yeah yeah. You're right. But you're like it's the same kind of thing. It's like companies are like gonna come out and say we made a difference. When you're like no, you did the bare minimum. Stop yeah. patting yourself on the back for this. Keep it internal only. Keep internal comms like this. People will want to work for. Google, Microsoft, Apple, whatever, regardless. Yeah. This isn't like attracting new talent. This should be about retaining talent that's already in your organization. Yeah. Because you mean you mean the Microsoft example specifically, or you mean if others were to like follow? If others were to follow. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think I think it's fair to like use this moment if you're the first one to get your PR from it, go for it. You yeah. Know? But yeah, if you're just following right. after, it's like, yo, do you want to do this or are you doing this because Microsoft did this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's you like know? every other person to do this afterwards is just like following suit. Yeah. But is going to like pat themselves on the back and say, hey, like, we're, we're making sick, a difference. We're, we're doing yeah. something. And it's like if the goal, to my point before, <laughs> is to like, you know, advertise and get people looking at that, you know, company, you're kind of, it's kind of counterintuitive because you shouldn't always want to like recruit new people. It's about like, Retaining the people that you already have to our hey, point of man. beginning of the discussion. Treat people well, and they will be the marketing for you. Yeah, totally. Easily. Totally. You know, when you're when you're taken care of at a company, you're you got a raise, you feel good, you're making the salary that you want. Culture is great, as if you're not going to refer like 10, 15 people. You know. Yeah. Like obviously, you're going to refer people because you like where you're at. If I don't like where I'm at, I'm not referring anyone to come to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm. <laughs> what never, does that look like? You totally. Know? Like I'm never like, oh yeah, you should come work work for me. Yeah, and, like, Not come. believe in it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like it's. The best marketing is taking care of your employees, honestly. Yeah, and like, you know? like to your point, they'll do the work for you. Like, think of how many people like work at Google or you know Facebook or like any of these like big companies and be yeah. like. Oh man, I really hate the fact that like I show up every day and get free breakfast and like free like lunch break and like time to hang out and spend with my like family and friends. Yeah. You know, no one no, no one's gonna disagree that. with that. Yeah. I think we just put too much way, way, way too much emphasis on like the working culture and like we don't need to be working this hard, I don't think. You know? Business doesn't need to go this fast and this far this quick. For what? For what? what? For, you know what for I mean? the CEO to make more money. Yeah, for sure. And like, I think it's like important to like, yeah, like drive a business forward. And there's like many ways to do that. But like, yeah, I think that there's so many other like valuable, impactful ways that companies could actually go about focusing, you know, on retention versus just like, you know, pumping the business forward and like getting people to work like 60 hour weeks. For, for for nothing and it, we convince yeah. ourselves that like it's it's good to do that no it's interesting because like one of the previous companies i worked for right like the ceo or one of the higher ups is basically saying um this is what our revenue was for this year um but here's where we really want to get to and it was like an extra x million yeah. right and no one really had a reaction and he was like aren't y'all excited? Like, we want to get, I need you, I'm going to say it again because I want, I want to hear excitement in the room. And it's it was so like, <laughs> just for you. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like we're not gonna be paid more if we hit X million yeah, yeah, more yeah, a year. Yeah. So like Yeah, like what's my incentive to do that? You so know? Like, and I kinda like that everyone was like understood that. You yeah. know, understood like my pockets are not getting fatter if we get fifty million. Yeah, like more this hasn't this 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 job doesn't fulfill me enough to be no. like, I'm gonna go three times as hard so like you can get a better paycheck. Yeah. It's like in uh, <laughs> when we worked in advertising, when I realized how much we actually bill account services per hour. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm making nowhere. I obviously like it has to go to the agency somewhat, yeah, right? Yeah, but I'm yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. making nowhere near what I'm yeah. billing per hour to yeah, a client. Like, right? Yeah, totally, totally. Like, it's the retainer model, man. It's yeah. like how they, <laughs> it's how they, you know, keep the keep the money in. Pennies over here, but we yeah. don't need to we don't need to go too far uh, on that. But it's like it's important to talk about, right? Yeah. And it's like. That to me, like, shows like a very like tone deaf kind of like way of you know having that kind of conversation. It's important to like look at, you know, or to recognize it's like, man, are your employees overworked? Probably. Are they underpaid? Yes. So the last thing that anybody's actually going to want to hear is how well the business is doing <laughs> because of your great efforts. Like that reminds me of uh, remember when Jeff Bezos went to space or whatever, yeah. wherever he went, and he's like. All of you uh, Amazon workers help pay for this, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're really stepping into that supervillain. Yeah, my brother. You you do not need to say that. You know, with all the allegations of like, you know, people working all day. There's suicides happening on facilities. There's you know, people being depressed, and you feel the need to like throw that little jab at. The hardworking individuals. Hardworking, yeah. It's like it's like, uh, yeah. You all paid for this. It's like, <laughs> like okay, like, okay. I paid. PR for team it. is like, god damn. Yeah, they're like, like fuck. Yeah, yeah. like how are we gonna spin this into something <laughs> sick? We should go to like. I was gonna make a fucking roast to like an agency, but I don't. Oh, man, do nah, it. Nah, I ain't nah. gonna do it, man. We'll leave that. We'll leave that. All right. How about we? How about we move on? Here? Let's move on, man. All right. This one is very interesting of a topic. I've been kind of hearing it happened in different instances over the last few months. It's related to the metaverse. So Facebook has like its own metaverse called Horizon Plus or something like that. It has maybe 300,000 to 400,000 members where it's like a virtual world. You put on your headset, you create your character, you can see other people. What's the difference between this and fucking Fortnite? Or like <sighs> is Fortnite Mike? virtual? Like, can you use Oculus with that or no? I, I mean, I don't know. My yeah, point is, I mean, is like, dude, this just feels like just like they're just making a shitty ripoff of like every video game that I've played since I was 12. <laughs> Literally, yeah. I mean, I guess this one you feel like you're really there because you put the headset on. I but guess. I get what you're saying. Sorry. I get what you're saying. It, it's a heavy topic, though. So, you know, users are basically reporting like sexual abuse in the metaverse. Okay. So there's been, what I've read, there's been about three to four instances in the last few months where what typically happens is, you know, it's directed towards women. There will be, like, a group of guys that get close to them and, like, say sexual things or, like, they'll try to touch their avatar. That's and then you're, fucking it's, weird. it's fucking weird, right? Um, but it's just, like, I was reading it and I'm, like, it's traumatic because, like, you know, you feel like you're there, but then also it's not real. So then I wonder, is there like a, a lawsuit that could happen here for digital actions? Is yeah, that going to set the tone for 
being killed in the metaverse or like yeah being, it's like my avatar god you might you know so it's like i just don't even know how to even approach that like well, i think i think in either sense like these are employees of somewhere right employees or like oh wait users of the app like they're using a game pretty much oh you know um, so they can like bring it up with facebook but facebook hasn't really responded to these well it's like facebook situations. Should, like likely has a very extensive like you know, misconduct policy that if you're yeah, caught like you're saying banned. offensive things or doing offensive things or making people feel uncomfortable, you should respectfully get like removed and like yeah, in some yeah. sort of trouble. Like you can't, like, I mean, it's not like physical, right? Like you're no. not going to like, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not real life, but the sentiment still carries and it's still incredibly inappropriate for like people to do this. It reminds me of like, you remember when you play like Call of Duty and like you put the headset on and like people would just go absolutely ham and like the the chat yeah, 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 yeah. and it just like at, when you're like 12 it was like jokes but like when you got older you're just like man this shit like actually never changed it's, just, it's like, still it's, happening like, yeah. yeah like this is like very like toxic online masculine culture yeah. where like people can say and do whatever they want because there's no consequences other than just like not being able to play your favorite video game for like a couple of days if you get caught. Yeah, I just think it's like it's so amplified now that you it's virtual reality, right? Like it's one thing to read comments online or like hear something in a chat room, but like your 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 headset is like vibrating like when they when they are right beside you. It's like this is a crazy like it feels situation. Like, yeah. It can almost I'm wondering if that's going to like influence laws moving forward because it's a different medium. For sure it know? should. For sure it, it should, should, right? Like you that know, should be beyond just Facebook. That should almost be like a legal thing. Yeah, totally. Right? And the thing is, man, it's like think about when TV came out or radio came out. They were yeah. just like there was one um there was one like radio show or something in like maybe like the the 50s or the 60s or something like that. And don't quote me on the time frame. <laughs> that like made up this story about like this alien invasion that was happening and people were getting abducted by aliens and stuff oh, and people yeah. thought it was real because like back then like there was no like, you just make Parody it up the and like, there's yeah. no like laws or anything prevent like no broadcast laws or anything like that oh i see so they okay. said no f like fuck, we got to do something about this because like people are like going into like you know hysteria and they're scared and they're like running away and yeah, yeah. you know so that's when that changed. So that's when that changed. Uh, this is a very kind of like similar situation that like, yeah. you know, things happen in a different medium. Like the internet's not regulated the way that it probably could be. Yeah. Like it is to some degree, but you still get like that. Sometimes those touch points of like people being inappropriate or saying fucked up things um, and making people feel like uncomfortable or scared. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if that shit's happening to them in real life. hundred percent. You know, that to me is like the craziest thing. But it's, like, a bunch of, like, fucking stupid, like, weird, perverted dudes on the internet, yeah. like, making women feel uncomfortable at the end of the day. Just in any a, medium possible, right? Yeah, like in any medium. Metaverse now, okay, yeah. nothing's going to change. It doesn't, right? it doesn't matter where, if it's on TV, in real life. Well, it does. But yeah, it yeah. matters. Yeah, Everything it matters. matters. But it's, like, you see this happen in each one of these different mediums. And, uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's just inappropriate. Yeah, 100%. Um, so we'll kind of see how that... It was an interesting thing that I've just been seeing over the last few months. And the stories come and then they disappear. But, like, I'm just wondering what's going what's gonna to come of, of something like this. Well, you know? Hopefully some sort of change. But, I mean, yeah. like, just for the sake of people trying to feel, like, okay with this, like, new kind yeah, of to cool not think technology. That, yeah, 100%. But that's it. But, hey, 
let's let's kind of move on here. Let's do it. Um, this is an interesting one. This is one that I wanted to talk about. You know, I love how we say that for every. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, there, you know, in the last couple of years, we've seen an influx of like these new roles and jobs being posted, or uh, you know, companies hiring like diversity, you know, leads or diversity officers, yep. and you know, people to help like create you know meaningful change, you know, <laughs> from the inside of the organization. I stumbled across an article um, online and it said the headline was why chief diversity officers won't work, but they could. The article is by Dr. Sarah Saska. Um, and the, I'll read you this quote here. So more often than not, organizations will have six months to a year of budget line for this effort. But if you look mm. at the, their product or any other part of their business, they'd have projections for the years ahead. she explains. Uh, she says, I think a lot of executives don't understand the breadth, depth, and intensity of the work. And, like, I mean, yeah, that's, that's interesting. That, that's, you know, hitting the, you know, whatever it is, the nail in the coffin or the bullseye or whatever, whatever <laughs> you make up, you make up whatever that was supposed to mean. Yeah, yeah. But it's true, right? 100%. I think that, like, it's it, what I find, like, very interesting about these kind of roles and, like, in my experience working in advertising, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah is these agencies are like oh like we need to do something about this we need to hire like a diversity person to help like make sure that we're okay or that we're you know adhering to you know policies that we literally just made up yeah yeah um so just, <laughs> respectfully disrespectfully disrespectfully <laughs> but like that in itself is just a form of not understanding how how big these issues are like it's not up to like a diversity officer to like come in and say this is this is wrong what you guys are doing this is wrong because like likely you already kind of know what your problems are if you're like remotely aware if you're not stupid you'll understand that like diversity in most places is like relatively shitty especially in advertising yeah it's one of those things where it's like you you what is it you pass the buck you pass the puck whatever it is or it's like you move the responsibility over to someone else. Yeah, you're like, it's like rather than me actually taking the time Figuring to like this figure out. out this problem and like actually make change as someone who can make change. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to hire somebody else so that like I don't have to like dedicate myself to this this thinking or this like, you know, actually do the work to change myself as a person. And you're not setting them up for success, right? Because like no. six months to a year, there's not a lot of change that can happen there. And I love the comparison that Dr. Sarah Saska makes where they're basically saying like for any other product or any other initiative, there's like a three, four year expectation. But when it comes to diversity, because you're not actually that interested in, in it succeeding yeah you give it a very short cap it's six months to a year and if it doesn't work out you can let that person go and say that we tried but they weren't able to yeah, yeah, perform yeah. as yeah, needed you, you put it on them to yeah figure everything so we'll be out. looking for a replacement and then it never happens yeah yeah, yeah you know? totally, so totally. you you hire this person that's typically someone that's you know from a diverse background BIPOC yeah that's the chief diversity officer Try and make the change. Try and make the change. They realize that they can't actually do much because you're not willing to put the investment as a CEO or as a leadership team. Or it's like if you're selling, you're selling like the idea of like this role through to like a board or something, yeah, or a CEO or something. Right. That's like you shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to convince you that this is a role. If that I was, to, that's the biggest word if, right there. Convince. If, if I have to do that, if I have to sell you on this, then like we're already set up to fail. Yeah. It should be the priority of like the highest people in any organization to be like. 
if this if we're, we as a company are saying this is a big problem and we need to fix it yeah you shouldn't have to convince me i should already know these things and i shouldn't have to be like okay yo hr should be like pushing for this heavy yeah, and totally. i always wondered why they're like not like there's a new person that has to come in versus like what i hope now like you know human resource programs in school that they're like teaching this heavily like how to you know ensure that diverse diversity efforts are being put in place at companies i know they're not they are but not. it's like, <laughs> i just remember trying to start a dni group and like hr was kind of just like not that down yeah they're like and oh I was like, what dad's gonna run with this one yeah i'm like i know you have other work to do but like this is people management this yeah. is hr this is yeah i like stopped i like yeah you know we i know that they're not you yeah. know i appreciate the uh the initiative from like many people who like try and get these like dni groups going or like you know starting the conversations early, people but, like, are over it now often it's just kind of like yeah uh, it's, it's never a priority like no one actually like gives a shit about it and like all you need to Sad, do in that bro. situation is just like stop pretending like you actually like give a shit and you know just just be okay and don't say anything you know yeah. what i mean but i don't know that's uh you know yeah we'll see how how things kind of go how things go <laughs> at, the end, of, at <laughs> the end of the day like you know performativism or you know performative action i should call it is like something that still you know is is Probably, alive yeah. and well yeah. and at industries like marketing and advertising because there are certain things that just aren't communications problems like they are internal problems rooted in like the makeup of the dna of your, your country or your Sometimes your country, yeah, I mean, your organization. You weren't even wrong you know there, I mean? to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, how do you deal with that? How do you get past that? And like one person or like one small team of, of black people isn't going to do that. It starts with it starts within. And if you aren't willing to like go that hard into it, just just don't even try. Don't even do it. Does she mention like did you did you read the article? Does she mention what can be done? to improve those efforts? It's along the similar lines of kind of like of what, what I said. Saying. Like I mean, like yeah. with. The thing is about the chief diversity officers that they have to be ingrained with like the actual business efforts and priorities of the organization, right? Like it can't just be like a yeah. off the side like HR thing of like, hey, this is how we're gonna do this. Or a little committee group. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It has to be like, you know, the the organization has to fundamentally change how they approach and do business and who they do business with to actually properly do this. Um, and you know, you'll see. Yeah, many. the ones that the ones that want to will. You know, yeah. the ones that care will show it and it will be obvious. The ones that don't, the ones be that a don't, trend. Yeah, just, and just don't post yeah, anything. Yeah. Just don't say anything. Yeah. But hey, man, we've talked enough about D&I. We've talked so much about lot. it, man. Because it it's just a joke every time. We're it's tired. Like, like, we're like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, like, it's like, let's just stop. Let's stop kidding ourselves here. Yeah. But in either sense here, man, that was episode 10, bro. Of course. Yeah, episode we 10. did it. Episode 10. Thanks. Let's, so end on a, let's end on a light note. What are you looking forward to this week? Um, I'm looking forward to some beautiful weather. Uh, it's my girlfriend's birthday on Wednesday, yes, so sir. I'm excited uh, to give her her present and, uh, you know, make the most of a nice sunny week. Listen, the sun's shining. The, the trees are, you know, got the leaves on them now. The, <laughs> the trees got the leaves it's on them now. a beautiful day. Sounds like a bar. I I, I'm breathing. <laughs> I have food in the fridge. There you go. I'm happy. You're not living paycheck to paycheck. You're I'm grateful. Not, I'm not. I'm grateful. Privilege. For, I'm grateful. What there about you? Go. 
Same here, man. Good weather, good vibes. There's some parties this weekend. Hey, we outside this summer, man. We outside. We a good time. And it feels good to the say bank that. account hurting. Yeah, we having a good time. My pockets are not swollen. There we go. Uh, but thanks so much for listening. That was episode 10. If you have any recommendations of what you want to hear us talk about on upcoming episodes, hit us up. We're always down to have that conversation. Always down to hear from everybody. And what I'll end this episode is you have a blessed day, a blessed morning, blessed night. Whatever time it is right now, I hope you're enjoying yourself. Shout Thanks out to our t- morning listeners. Yeah, shout out to the morning listeners. Thank you.